0: This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Harry. Go! The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities
1: from every major cigar brand. are to see some serious <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mister
0: kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority.
1: Look at what we have here.
0: This is
2: a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some?
3: Hello everybody, Saturday, September 3rd, 2011, it is Labor Day weekend, the last weekend of the summer here in New Hampshire. Welcome everybody to the Cigar Authority, a radio show about cigar smoking and guys talking in the cigar stores. My name is David Garofalo, Mr. Jonathan is missing this week. But we do have Chuck Morrison over here. How's everything, Chuck? Excellent, David. We did uh, Last Week Without You, which is really next week, we realize, right? Which is the, the show from next week, uh, the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival. We'll talk about that today and tell you all about uh, the fun we had at last week's show, which you'll hear next week. Uh, we have a cigar factory owner, blender, and cigar maker from the Dominican Republic, Jose Dominguez, and he joins us this week. We have great cigar news, another loss of an icon in the cigar industry, and lots lots more. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Cigar Authority, and a hello to the four stations picking us up on the Cigar Authority radio network. WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston. WGHM, 900 The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire, WARL, 1320 Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island, and WGAM, 1250 ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. Also listening to us on video streaming on Ustream.tv and podcasted for your convenience on iTunes and Podbeam. You can get all this in one neat little package on thecigarauthority.com. That is that. Okay, we'll start off with the first cigar of the day. We are going to smoke all day long. We're going to smoke things from Jose Dominguez because he's here with us today. And the first thing I want to smoke is this hit the Jose Dominguez uh, Connecticut Shade version. I'm going to smoke the Robusto. That's what you have there. This is going to be a milder cigar. And we'll move our way to um, later on the Maduro version, which I find to be full-bodied. They're going to say more medium-bodied, but... I'll let you be the judge of that, Chuck, too. All right. Um, <clears throat> we have a sensational deal. We are broadcasting live today from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and we have an unbelievable unbelu- deal going on here. We can't even tell you about it, actually, on the radio. We can't tell you on the Internet. This deal is so spectacular. We can't tell you about it, but if you're interested in getting a deal on Jose Dominguez Cigars, come on down to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, New Hampshire, that is exit one off Route 93. It's the first exit into New Hampshire. Take a right. We're about a mile down on the right, 2 Guys smoke shop, and Jose Dominguez himself is here. You can meet him, talk cigars with him, talk tobacco with him because he is a very, very knowledgeable guy on tobacco. I've been joining myself the past two days with him. He really knows his stuff. It's, it's, it's a real joy, and I think he makes a sensational product, and when you talk about value, Jose Dominguez cigars are a great value. The only thing it doesn't beat, I would say, is our own Dos Ombre. But he makes that, too. <laughs> he makes our Dos Ombre Dominican. So I'm betting on him for sure. For us to give up uh, our own brand to him, uh, it says a lot. <clears throat> Believe yeah. me, it's it's a uh, great, great product. So say something, Chuck, so I can light this up. All you?
0: right, man. Yeah, this, so this, is, this is hopefully the lighter of the two, Dave. It looks like a... Uh... You know, this looks like a some of the natural things we've smoked, where they have that, that kind of green, leafy um, – um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Connecticut Shade,
1: Ralph? Connecticut
0: Shade. But, you know, like we've done – I don't want to call them green, but kind of like green – it kind of looks like that. I, I
3: Yeah, a little – Little uh, cool. little lighter than normal, maybe? Yeah, it, it, it's very light. Uh, maybe he'll tell us about, uh, I, th- I believe it's an Ecuadorian uh, shade wrapper, but all right. we'll let him come on and tell us exactly the makeup of the cigar. Veins are popping. I mean, this thing looks uh, yeah. classy. I uh, I, I uh, don't know the complete makeup of it. I know it sells like hell. It tastes really good. That's all I know <laughs> about it, and, and the price is unbelievable, so uh that's he's making great value cigars he makes millions and millions of cigars for different companies and things like that this is the first cigar he put his name on and uh we've been selling it like crazy for the past year or so so it's going to be great to have him on here last week which is next week so so you can understand what happened uh i went to the rocky mountain cigar festival that we went to together last year and you missed it and you missed it seriously missed it uh Believe it or not, bigger and better than ever. Yeah? I mean, it was a sensational show. Uh, It was August 28th in Boulder, Colorado. The folks from uh, Smoker Friendly put this cigar festival on. Last year, I think it was about 1,200 people. This year, they sold out at 1,500 people. Wow. It was set up the way it was before. You came in and got all your cigars at once, and all the cigar manufacturers were everywhere. It was a seven-hour event. About five hours into it, it started to rain. Nobody left. Nobody left. <laughs> and it happened with what happened last year seven hour event. Nobody went home. This time I said, Oh, after it starts raining, we're going to lose people. It wasn't a heavy rain, but it rained. Was everybody
0: like under the tents?
3: A little tents. And yeah. Some people didn't care anyway, and uh, everybody stayed. It is a wonderful cigar festival. It's the most relaxing, enjoyable one I've ever been to. I said it last year, I'll say it again. I mean, that's the way. It's done uh, to actually enjoy yourself. So we did the two-hour show. We taped a few other segments. Um, and then uh, me and uh, Mike Havy walked around and enjoyed ourselves just like regular people. Yeah. And talked to the cigar people and had some cigars. Great band. It was awesome. Different, di- different uh, folks to, to meet. Uh, on next week's show, which is the tape show, um, some of the folks we, we got to talk to on the show, which is we got a lot of people. But uh, Maurice Cox from Vielhuelo, he was there. We talked with him. Uh, the smoking hot chick from, um, she's from Texas. Uh, she was up there. She just uh, I happened to see her. How could you miss her? Happened to see her. Uh, oh, my baby's jumping in here. Yeah,
4: I pulled the Mister Jonathan. You know, thinking since I ran the show once, I can run it all the time now. Yeah, they mean, so, just jump
3: in if you want. <laughs> slide over here so they get you in. Um, yeah. Smoking hot chick. You blew it. Smoking hot chick. Uh, <laughs> she is not lady
4: of the stick, which is very deceiving, which is what you called her. And uh, she probably said, no, I'm not her. I'm smoking she, hot She chick. was a good spore about Yeah, it, yeah. So she, My she, face was bright red. She's <laughs> like, oh, don't worry. You're <laughs> young. You'll learn. <laughs> yeah. Just keep your
3: mouth shut. Right, right. Just you, sit there and turn the, you, the you
5: knob. Look you yeah. look pretty.
3: You look pretty. Yeah. Um, we had uh Dale from dog watch radio yeah yeah uh, th- those guys' have been doing that radio show for six seven years yep. uh, every single week, so uh it was great to have him on and uh not only have him on, I must have talked to him bent his ear for two hours after really nice guy yeah. really great guy cigar people are great people that 's why I love the business so much uh mitch fader New york Times about uh he was there there 's a uh he is a um, Military guy that uh, just ready to retire out of the military after, like, 30 years or something like that. Air Force
4: bioengineer. Yeah. And um, hmm. he's fighting or
3: making precautions to fight against biological warfare. Yeah. Very just interesting. Silly. So next week, the, all these folks are on next week. Uh, Brian Berman, director of the CRA, Cigar Rights of America, we had him on. Uh, very, very interesting. Those guys are fighting for us and helping us out, and everybody should join the CRA, that's for sure. CigarRights.org, uh, uh Cigar Rights of America. Join, help it out. It's $35 a year to be a member. They give you a whole pile of cigars with it. It's, like, free to join, but we're we're stronger in numbers, so, folks, please, if you can, uh, jump in. Rocky Patel was there. Uh, Bobby Newman from uh, J.C. Newman was there. Did you go with Rocky, by the way, you guys? Late night? Because you stayed till Monday, correct?
4: Yes. We we could have done that that night, but we actually didn't. The first night, it was 10.30, which is really 12.30 here. Yeah, yeah. We're all smoking cigars, a whole bunch of us, out in front of the hotel. And Dave, I see his eyes starting to close. He's like, all right, I'm going to bed. I just got up, started running. I'm like, all right,
3: I'm (laughs) so exhausted. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's mentioning that because Jonathan Drew was there with us, and uh, we, we had time with him. Rocky had been in Pennsylvania. He was yeah. taking a red eye over. He hadn't slept for three days. He probably went to bed, I would imagine. I don't think that guy goes to bed. <laughs> uh, we had Joe Cusano on and oh, his yeah. new CNC cigar. Um, it, it was a who's who for sure. Uh, this is while the big hurricane was going on. So we were down there during the big hurricane. Some people that were supposed to be at the show never got out. We got out so it was it was awesome. It was great
4: and uh everyone was so nice. Once we were worried about getting people on the show. Once the person we interviewed left, they went off and they got grabbed other people and was like, Hey jump on the radio
3: show. Awesome. yeah It was really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah we and, and you could have went on and on with each guest could have been a guest all all through the show. I'm sure but we were just banging them out and get to the next people. Then after the show was over Oh my God! We should have got you. We should have got you. So we taped some. So there'll be there'll be some little segments that'll go on as as the weeks go on. Where we'll be able to get some of these uh, great guys. Uh, that we, it was great to, that they were there. So. Uh, and Avery did a good job pinch hitting. He did well. You're going to tell me you have the tape of it. All you're right. going to have to put it together, and uh, it worked. If you money, I'll give you money. <laughs> say I did a great job. Well, well, we know it worked because what we did after the show was over, we were concerned that if it ta- if it really taped. Yeah. So we plugged it into the system and we replayed the whole show at the booth. So they got four hours oh, of us okay. instead of two. So it, <laughs> it played, obviously, right? It played. Okay. So we we know it worked and
4: uh, it was a little touch and go there for a second because we did five minutes. I pressed the thing early,
3: just to be sure. <laughs> right. So five minutes in, the show starts. D-
4: Dave's look at me. He's like, "You better press play." <laughs>
3: So it worked out anyway. So Labor Day weekend. Monday is officially Labor Day, the end of the summer. I love the fall, but I hate that the summer's going away because the cold winter is ahead. Uh, The first Labor Day started in the United States, observed in 1882. Um, It was the uh, Central Labor Union of New York that put it together. And... um, well, it, it, it certainly marks the end of the summer. Unfortunately, it's a beautiful weekend here, though, and folks are coming in to see Jose Dominguez and jump jump aboard um, the show. Uh, traditionally, Labor Day is uh, is celebrated by most Americans to so symbolize, as I say, the end of the summer. Um, it is uh, actually considered the last day of the year in the fashion industry for women to wear certain things. Unbelievable.
0: I, I, I don't get it, Dave. I don't get it. I never have. I've heard yeah. women talk about this. You know. This is
3: it. This is the, the end of white for them. They can't wear white right. the rest of the year. And we, as men, wear anything, anytime. <laughs> right. it's, a, it's a better lifestyle, being a man. We have it so easy. <laughs> in, in sports, Labor Day marks the beginning of the NFL. Yep. The real beginning. College football season begins. And... Um,
0: So when you guys were at the uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, the reason I couldn't produce it, I was in Detroit, Michigan. Have you ever been to Detroit? I hear it's the armpit of the world.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You've never been? Never. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we'll just leave it there. Yeah, it's not good. It's all right. Yeah. You know, and I (laughs) say, I I hear bad things. Uh, And that's where you were, but at least you weren't here. During, during that, yeah, for the hurricane, yeah. We, yeah. we
0: made it back. Scary landing, very scary, landing. yeah, yeah. Because these charted flights, you know, we fly with the team, so yeah. it's like, is
3: if, if <laughs> speaking of flying with the team, yeah. on my way back, sitting behind me was a draft pick, a new draft pick for the Patriots, third string quarterback Adam something, huh? Anything, no. And he was talking to the guy next to me when I got up to get my stuff. And he was saying, so how do I find you? And blah, blah, blah. And he was explaining who he was and talking to him. And I, I didn't. Uh, but wow. anyway, he was uh, he's a new New England Patriot. And I meant to say that to you earlier in the show, but so I don't forget. No worries. He well, said, but he was sitting coach. Sitting coach, baby. Really? But brand new. Obviously coming from Colorado, because that's where I was coming from. Yeah. So you guys flew back Monday. No problems? No problems. Yep. Yeah. It was bumpy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it was scary coming back. We we flew back on uh, Saturday night, actually.
3: Oh, while the thing was really going. Yeah, I thought the airport it, was closed, but it doesn't matter. It Doesn't
0: matter. We flew in. The, normally, we fly in the province. Little inside knowledge, she. We flew into Logan, and uh, that's why they had to accelerate our flight schedule, so wow. we could beat the storm essentially. And not quite, <laughs> not quite, <but> <laughs> Harry. Harry. But sorry, yeah, it's just a little distracting. Yeah, but I just figured I'd mention that while you guys were uh, enjoying lovely Boulder, Colorado,
3: I was in Detroit, Michigan. I'll tell you, everybody was watching it in the. Remember, there was a little cigar bar inside that hotel. Yeah, of course, Name still hotel. there. So it's still there, and and uh, four TVs in there. Can you still smoke in there? Yes. Good. Okay. And uh, everybody was watching the hurricane. Yeah, yeah. And when I came in, it was Dave. Oh my God! I didn't think you were gonna make it. And I said, we got out. Believe me, they were offering five hundred dollars for the seats. Wow. Going out and you, you'll get the next flight if you give up your seat. There is no next no, flight. No, there isn't. Yeah. <laughs> have, did you watch any of the Weather Channel stuff? A little bit. Oh
0: my God, Dave, and everyone else listening. I'm sure if, if anyone watched, you have these people that are just morons. I mean, they're like they're standing, basically toe deep into the water, right, right yeah. in the Atlantic Ocean. Winds blowing them out. They just look like they're you know in Kuwait L- reporting yeah. from a
3: Lot, lots of electronics strapped to themselves, <laughs> standing standing in. Um, in the water, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everything they shouldn't be doing. But that was their Super Bowl, man. This is the yeah, that's me. the right way, yeah. Yeah, this is big for them. So, speaking anyway. of Super
0: Bowls, you guys got a big thing going on here today.
3: This is it. We're giving away the La Cachina, La, La Cachina, right? Roasting box. It's a pig roaster, and when you buy a box of Jose Dominguez, you're getting a lot of stuff. Also, a chance to win the roasting box. This is happening at all two guys smoke shops, Nashua. Salem and Seabrook, and we're going to give one away at each store. The events going on happen at each store, but if you want to see Jose Dominguez himself, you come to Salem because he's here till 6 o'clock tonight. So uh, in that roasting box, we used that before. Not that exact one. That's a new one, but we did it. We did a 100-pound pig in the roasting. Unbelievable what it does. It takes about five hours, and you never had a pig like that. (laughs) That's the one. That's cool. Um, You know, I saw this story, and I thought this was the most interesting story, and put a smile on my face because you hear these smoking bans that happen across the country all the time. Well, in Michigan, cigar bar owners uh, plan to ban lawmakers. Love it. They're going to ban the politicians from their premises because the politicians banned smoking in their, pres- their place, so now they turned it around and says now politicians are not allowed into Michigan's bars. Now that's cool. That's it's awesome. Cool. So that happened. The Lincoln cast the Michigan bars and restaurant owners upset about Michigan's workplace smoking bans have a band of their own in the works. An organization called Protective Private Property Rights in Michigan says Tuesday roughly 500 cigar bars statewide plan on banning state lawmakers. From their premises, the ban would start September 1st, nice. which is now. So, if you're a lawmaker and you're looking for a drink, and they recognize who you are, you are banned. I love it. I love it, Dave. This is fantastic. So, this I is hope more of
0: states. See, that's why I was kind of hesitant to dis- Detroit because it's the people there that make it a cool place. And that right there, Michigan, that's a that's a great initiative. I hope more states follow suit and take the same action by banning ban, uh, banning lawmakers who. Put these ridiculous laws in place. I mean, come on.
3: Yeah, now they're going to probably make it unconstitutional for them to do that, in which now the, the bars can say, well, it's unconstitutional for you to not let smokers in and let them do what they want. This is America, man. Let everybody do what they want. Let the owner of the bar make a decision. If Believe me, if patrons aren't going there because it's smoky in there and they don't want to go, the bar owner will change his mind and make it non-smoking. But apparently there isn't a... There isn't an, uh, a problem. The guy wants to allow smoking in his bar. You took it away from him, and what happens is the bars go bankrupt. Yep. They lose half their custom base, and they go bankrupt. And then what? They're on the uh, coattails of the government because they're on unemployment. And the next thing you know, you got ten percent unemployment in the United States. There you go. Here we are.
1: Yep.
0: So yep. it's th- all connected. I mean, it's, it affects everyone. Just, everyone.
3: Just let everybody do do what they want to do. And my God, and that. Psh- Well, I can't wait to get Jose Dominguez on. So let's go to a break so we can have him on. When we come back, the man, the myth, the legend, Jose Dominguez joins us live. We'll talk about third-hand smoking, pokes his ridiculous head out, and uh, second-hand smoke, but third-hand smoke, ridiculous. Another loss of an icon in the industry and lots more. Stick around. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1 off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashville, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire or find us on the web at twoguysmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere and single cigars, too. Two Guys Smoke Shop, it's stogie heaven.
5: Have you been arguing with your wife about the smell of your cigar smoking? My name is John Sullivan. I can make all that go away with a revolutionary new product called the Oric Shield Air Purifier from the Oric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is Mr. Jonathan. I used to get crap from the wife all the time about the smell of my cigar smoking
6: coming up from my studio. But that has all stopped since I got my Oric Shield Air Purifier from the Oric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire.
5: Not only does the Oric Air purifier totally eliminate the smell of your cigars but also dust and dander bacteria and mold including sports and pollen i'd like to invite you to come see it for yourself and let me personally show you how simple i can fix your problem the Oric clean home center is located at 8 spitbrook road at the corner of the dw highway in nashua new hampshire right across the street from two guys smoke shop
6: visit my friend john sullivan in nashua new hampshire
5: or call us at 603-595-2122 that's 603-595-2122 Auric. simply amazing since 63 there's a
6: patch of land in cuba located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west where you will find hacienda el corojo a
0: plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world today these fields are not producers of tobacco any longer but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still exist today
3: 2283 is a cigar brand that uses authentic el corojo seed in its entire five country blend nicaraguan honduran dominican el corojo filler certified costa rican corojo binder and finished off with lush oily brazilian el corojo seed wrapper all from the seeds of the mother plants 2283 come uncellophaned wheels of 20
0: white tissue wrapped in bundles and then safely placed in cedar cabinet boxes
3: find out what's missing in today's cigars it's el corojo 2283 has it. Certified.
6: One taste, and you'll understand the old flavor you've been longing for. It's back, and it's 2283.
7: Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and Sickle Super Premium Vodka Russian Reborn 40% alcohol by volume Imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts Please enjoy responsibly
0: Confucius Chinese philosopher teachings have gone from the golden rules to fortune cookies
6: Confucius say, what you do not wish for yourself, you do not do to others Confucius say, knowledge is recognizing what you know and what you don't
0: Profound? Maybe 200 years ago, but today, it's our pleasure to bring you Zing. Zing, spelled X-I-N-G, is a whole new smoking sensation. Zing Cigars not only shares medium-bodied, rich flavor from its deep, dark wrapper, but it's the deep, dark wisdom from the back of each of its cigar bands.
6: Zing say, men who go to bed with itchy bum wake up with a smelly finger
0: way better than any chinese fortune cookie and way better tasting and just like chinese food shortly after you've had it you'll love to have another zing it's what some call the modern day fortune cookie a great cigar with a little something extra a little fun and a whole lot of flavor zing
3: We are back here live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. This is the Cigar Authority, and joining me is the President of the Operations in the Dominican Republic, Master Cigar Blender and Maker and Doctor, Jose Dominguez. How are you, Jose? Thank you for coming in. It's a pleasure being here. With you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're smoking mine, and I'm smoking yours. Yes. He's smoking a Dos Ombre cigar. I saw that. Which he makes. He makes our Dos Ombre Dominicans. Um, he also makes his own brand, Jose Dominguez. And he's smoking the Dos Ombre box press, which uh, you're kind of getting blown away with how good it is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Which he, uh, he made himself. Uh, so anyway, uh, from the Dominican Republic, that's where you uh, live, that's where you work, and that's where you create millions of cigars that you make over there. And uh, how did it all start for you? Well, it started back in
2: 1993. Yeah. Um, A guy was sent to the Dominican to find cigars during the cigar boom. And I had a friend that makes cigars. His name is Hochi Blanco. Sure. And um, when we got together, we saw the business opportunity to start a line of cigars, and we did. Okay. Hochi made it for us. Then I saw that the business was good, and
3: I started making cigar myself. Nice. So you were just brokering in between, having yes. something made, and then you you went from brokering a cigar to an entire tobacco uh, facility, not just cigar facility, but the thousands and thousands of bales of tobacco I saw. I mean, I've been to your operation. It's pretty incredible. You're making millions of cigars out of it. How many employees are working there? 1,400 employees right now. 1,400 Employees in the Dominican Republic. This is a major, major operation that's going from brokering a cigar for somebody. Yes. Uh, I started with two
2: rollers. I started with two rollers. Two rollers. Yeah. 1,400. As we started growing it, we just
3: got to the point where we are. We're making about 15 million sticks right now. 15 million. Now, so you understand what that 15 million equates to. There's about 250. 260 million cigars a year, premium cigars made for the U.S., 15 million of them he's making. So 5% of the entire production of of all cigars is you. Yes, right now, yes. Wow. In in a very, very short period of time, when when did you start with the two rollers? What year was that? Uh, 1995, I started with them. It was in July 95. Now, Chuck, is that making mountains move? Big time. Big time. That's a player right there. That is unbelievable. You did something unbelievable. And, and, and you, you uh, this is like the first time you finally put your name on yes. a cigar brand, Jose Dominguez.
2: Yes, I did. Um, I released that two years ago. And um, it's been very selective where I put it at, but it's a cigar that has a complexity that is very unique. Um, it's made with a lot of um, USA tobaccos, where you have a broad leaf. You have um, a Havana seed that nobody else has in a cigar. Havana homemade.
3: seed grown in the U.S.? Yes. and Havana seed grown in the U.S. And never heard of it. And Pennsylvania filler. No kidding. Yes. And then you have a... So this is a unique cigar. There is no other cigar like this. No. There's no other like it in the market. And you know, good, good enough to put your name on finally after all this stuff. Absolutely. And it
2: tastes very well balanced. It has a good taste, and it has body to it, you know. And when you smoke it, it's mild to the palate, but it's, it still has a little kick
3: with all the flavors. And every cigar, folks, every one of them, including the Churchill, is under $5. Yes. So the value is absolutely incredible every single size of, of his his top-line cigar. This is not a bundled, crappy cigar. You no. saw how it, how it came in, how beautifully packaged it is yeah. and everything. And speaking of packages, the packaging of your cigars is your box factory also.
2: Yes, I produce my own boxes. I process my own tobacco. And
3: we produce the cigars. Now, Chuck, <laughs> so, so I see the operation. I taste the cigars. We switch, two years ago, the production of Dos Armory Dominican to him. We've been making the, the brand for, for years. Okay. Here's the cigar. Here's what I have for Dos Ombres Dominican. Can you make this? Yeah. I can not only make it, I can make it better. And he certainly did. And package it and yeah, yeah, everything. Yeah. everything and um so one one last year i went down and he said um i want to show you something this might be a nice Doss ombre for you which is a box pressed cigar here it is a natural here it is a maduro i smoked it in the factory i'm just saying this is this is the first time smoke that i smoked it yeah (laughs) i
2: i always taste the tobacco before we use it yeah we got a batch of tobacco i tasted i said it's okay to be used on this cigar you know, I tried to put a lot of pride in
3: making this, this cigar. Holy God. Talk about a, a home run. This this was the home run of all home runs we've ever had. Smoking a sample of it, it was unbelievable delicious. I'm like, yeah, we're on. We'll take it, definitely. So the first order comes in. You kind of get scared because you, you smoked the sample. I was at the right place at the right time. It was, it was delicious. Everything was, was great. But am I going to get the product? that in the factory... That consistency. Yeah. Or is it, or is it even going to be close to it? I've, I've had horror stories over the years. I mean, 26 years in the business of promised goods, and, and you don't get what, you, what you're what promised. And the consumers out there can understand, because they may read a write-up of something that said it's the next coming, and here it is, and then they get it and say, wow, what a piece of crap. Well, yeah. here it is. I had the sample. It was great. I get the first production of it in, which I thought was a year's worth of Dos Hombri uh, Bundle press cigars. Month, month. One month, it's completely gone. <laughs> it was unbelievable, delicious. I couldn't believe my eyes. I was chain smoking to myself. My, my email address was wrong. Something was bad, and I was not getting the orders from you.
2: You know, I usually wait, you know. And uh, then you call me one day and find out it was like five orders behind.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I ordered three times a year's supply. We're about four or five months into this brand. I've gone through three years' supply, and yes. now he's backordered dramatically of, of what I end up needing. i, I got to get my crap together, but I never in my wildest dreams would have imagined wow. right out of the box selling to that degree. But and I this is something you
0: were selling before, and he just kind of took it and improved it?
3: Of the, of the regular Dos Ombre, okay. yes. Okay. Dos Ombre Dominican, the white band. But then he made the box press on top of it. You know, how about this? He, he's trying to upsell me. I'm, I'm ordering this. He's upselling me the box press one. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Let's do it. And then it just and, takes and off. the
2: size is perfect. You oh, know know my why? God. Because you're able to use leaves that give a lot of flavor. If you have to make a big cigar... You lose part of that. the you were explaining
3: I've learned a lot from you the past two days. Unbelievable. Just so Chuck, you understand, the folks at home understand what he's saying. Is if you smoke a smaller cigar, it's a smaller leaf to make a smaller cigar. Obviously, yeah. there's more flavor yes. in smaller cigars than there are in smaller leaves. Yes. Than there are in bigger leaves. Okay. Therefore, a smaller. Cigar tastes better yes. than a bigger cigar. Absolutely. Now, I thought a smaller cigar had more flavor because, it, like a Robusto, as soon as you light it, it's a shorter way for it to travel and filter through its own tobacco. No, it's
2: just the tobacco leaf are smaller and you can get better taste out of it. Usually, smaller leaf are corona leaf and usually they take more sun so they accumulate more flavor. They're
3: able to give you more. when you're in your smoke. Now, uh, this top guy that makes pizza in the North End, they have regular-sized pizza, the small pizza, and the large pizza. The guy said to me, you should always order small pizzas from us. They taste better than the bigger pizza. I said, I've always ordered bigger pizza. Why? I never ordered a small thing in my life. So you would never guess that, but it's true. So I said, you've got to be kidding me. Why would it be any different than that? All right, give me a small pizza. It was better than a large pizza. Why would that end up happening? And I don't want to take away from you, but it's the second time i ever heard that the smaller version is better. Now, when I go to the Dominican Republic and I tend to taste blends and smoke cigars, you and other people give me a Corona. It's always a Corona that we yes. taste.
2: I love Coronas. Corona size is my my everyday smoke. Is the tastiest. Yes, yes, it is. As a retailer, it is not the best seller by any means. But most manufacturer, you see them smoking Coronas. Yeah. Forty by five is what we
3: smoke, all of us. Thirty-eight by five. Because you know it tastes better than the others. Absolutely. Now, value-wise, you you. You get a big Churchill, it's going to take you an hour and a half to smoke for 50 cents more than a Corona size or something. You go for the Churchill or whatever.
2: But Yeah, but I will go for small, always. I'll smoke smaller cigar. Look at every manufacturer. You see that they get used to smoke. They're always smoking a thin, short cigar.
3: And I suppose they smoke anything they want. You're in the factory, you smoke yeah. whatever you want, and that's what they choose. So here's a little hint for the listeners or something. If you normally smoke a certain brand and you smoke the, the bigger size of it, try the Corona size of the brand, and the same exact brand, and see if it doesn't taste all that much different to you. And i got a whole world to end up smoking now that you ended up saying to me, this is after 26 years in the business, I'm going to start on the smallest c- cigars and see. Well, they what they give. Yeah. They give you more for what you taste. What, where about you Lan,
2: what about Lancero? Lancero is... Beautiful cigar. It's a beautiful smoke. And because you can take a whole leaf and combine it correctly. You know, you don't have to use too much to it to make it.
3: Non seller at all. As much as it gets the hype, the magazines, it gets big ratings, the, the limited release things that they make the special yes. Lancero. Well, that's never the
2: sells. Why. Never sells. But a Lancero is a great smoke. People that know about smoking smoke thin, medium sized cigars. Not too much the seven.
3: Inch ones, but yeah. the five inches one. And yet, the, the U.S. market has completely gone the other direction. you are selling six by sixties. European don't <laughs> no
2: no don't consume thick cigars. They go for forty-two and under. That's the big European market. Wow! Even the Cubans that go to Europe, they're thirty-eight to forty-two ring gauge. Most of the big sellers for the Cuban cigars itself.
3: This is a whole show. We yeah. should we should smoke a brand someday and smoke the bigger one and the small one one on each hand and go back and forth and end up there's something here I, you know i definitely want to do it myself I, I love that stuff anyway
2: but this this cigar has complexity i didn't know it tasted so good i never thought we got we make so many cigars you know yeah
3: I never put it in my mouth. You make lots of cigars as brands for other people. Yes, so yes we do. So in somebody's cigar store or something, maybe a brand that's selling, nobody knows, but you're the one that makes it. Absolutely. For, the, for making that many millions of cigars. So obviously, it's out there, and you guys don't even know. They call it whatever they call it, yeah. and that's what it is, but this is the man. That's doing it. It's awesome, and you can make anything. You make cheap cigars. You would make expensive cigars. Yes. You make complex cigars. You make little little things in tins. You make yes everything, everything, everything.
2: In, in the factory, it's correct to make cigar from sm- the smallest 23 ring gauge, all the way up to the 60, 70 ring gauge cigars,
3: because you need to utilize all the materials. Right, the materials is the key to a good manufacturer, like a good restaurant. As little waste as possible. That's how you make a profit. Yes, because we don't make a lot of money in the factory side. No, you do not. As the, as the buyer here at Two Guys Smoke Shop, I'm here to tell you the value is second to none in the Dominican Republic. That's for sure. What I,
2: what I try to do is, in order for me to make a cigar that is sellable, you need to make it for the right price. You need to give the people the value that they're getting for their money. I try to give them the best value
3: for their money. I have them in my hand here, Rhapsody. Yes. Which, th- these are fancy, fancy shaped cigars, folks. Uh, those that are watching uh, on uh, Ustream, that can see um, what we have here. For those that can't, I'll explain what I have. It's a Figurado. Yeah, that's a Salomon size. It's, it's a huge Figurado. Huge Figurado, not only shaped beautifully with the point going out to a, a crown or whatever you want yes. to chalk on top of this. Look at this thing also, the foot and the head of the cigar, both ends, it's a, it's a shade wrap cigar, and the Maduro is on each end. Yes. It's a work of art. And It's in its own little, little uh, coffin. 60
2: cigars per day to 70 uh, per pair, when a pair can really make four or 500 cigars a day. So it's very elaborate, and it's a lot of labor, intensive, and we try to put the best Of the
3: best inside the cigar. It's gorgeous. Look at this thing. I mean, this is a work of art right here, and you're talking eight dollars. Again, ridiculous value that the people were making four hundred and now they're making seventy? Seventy a day. Two people make seventy. Wow. So that's thirty-five cigars a day that a person can make, a single person, and you got an eight dollar cigar. With that eight dollars, so everybody understands you got 40-something cents of tax coming into the U.S. This box, yeah, which yeah. a slide top box, individual box, with, with the plexiglass front um, etched in with gold, it's beautiful. What a gift item this is. Yeah, really. Now, looking at the cigar, the work that's put into this, you got natural armadillo going on, the taxation that ends up happening. And I'm here to tell you, folks, I own the joint. I'm making money. You you're not making any money. <laughs> not in that one. Yeah, <laughs> you're not making any money. It's impossible. It, it's impossible. It's just something I wanted to release. That well, you know what it says. Creativity. You can certainly do. If you can do this, you can do anything. That's correct. That's, that's awesome. the only reason I did it. Just show show off. You're showing yes. off here. Yes. Because that's how I look at it. This is uh, beautiful. <laughs> but. Getting something like that, you need a gift for somebody like this. Yeah, Jose Dominguez Rhapsody. The box this is
2: a gift. The boxes and the tags will eat what I sell it for, right? The cigar is free,
8: yeah, really? yeah.
2: It's individually coffin and then into a big, beautiful box.
3: It's a box of 10. And you really want to give somebody something good for under $80, you got a box of 10. And it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It could be a collect of collector item, practically. Are you going to keep this coming out, or this was like a one-time release and it'll disappear?
2: We're going to keep doing different things in the okay. same horizon. Limited editions of everything. Every year we'll release something new.
3: Jeez, and there's four different ones. That was just one of the, the four. You have a little... little uh, what do you want to call that? A little version of yes, that? Yes, figurado. That's a real figurado. That, that's like the old-fashioned figurado. The, yes, the, um, we call from, it keep, the, keep from, a shape. Okay, from like the '30s and yes, yes. Uh, and every one of them is
2: very unique.
3: Very, very unique. Yeah. Uh, and not only is is the cigar in the little coffin, but the, the the attention to detail is amazing here. A little block of wood inside to raise the head of the cigar. Yes, so it looked level. Believe me, I, I, I'm looking at all these different things, and, and yeah. you, you, you haven't skipped a beat here. Um, this is a torpedo? not a pyramid. It's a pyramid, which he was explaining to me before. So everything's a figurado. Any shape cigar is a figurado. Then you have a pyramid and a torpedo. A torpedo is a straight cigar with a point as yes. a torpedo. A pyramid is like you would imagine in Egypt. A one of It gets it's large all, all the way down it, it, it changes the shape as it goes through so all the way through. it it starts to nothing yes
2: and then how thick end up in a 78 78 ring at the back end but it's comfortable to the mouth and it's still yeah, yeah. It's small and short and it's
3: thick it give you a lot of flavor into it and i've smoked this one before this takes forever to smoke this little short cigar burns so slow this is an hour smoked. smoke. This little cigar takes an hour to smoke. You got 50 pounds of tobacco in every thousand cigars. I don't know what that means, but th- that's a lot. a lot. of tobacco. Yeah, it's a lot of tobacco.
0: <laughs> By the way, Maurice Cooks on the uh, chat box
3: says hello, Jose. Maurice. Maurice? Oh, give my regards. Yes. Maurice, huh? He's listening. So Jose. he's from the Dominican Republic, too, uh, and we'll have him on next week's show because we already taped it, Maurice. So make sure you listen next week because you're on it. Now let me look at this one here. This is uh, my God, nine inches. Yes, nine and a half inches. Nine and a half inches. Eight dollars cigars, folks. Nine and a half inch, uh, with with a unfinished foot, with the Maduro wrapper around it, and the little head of the cigar, the cap. Yes, in Maduro, it's it's breathtaking. I mean, it's beautiful. Art. This is an artist. That's a Cuban size A cigar. Okay, like a Cuban
2: A. Yes, uh, like Cohiba makes a uh, Cuban size A. That's exactly the yeah, same size. Except the
3: Cohiba one is like fifty dollars. Correct. This is eight, and I'm going to guarantee you, the Cuban one is going to not have a draw. You're going to have a drawing problem. It's going to burn. It's not going to burn well. I know it's the forbidden fruit and a thing you can't have, and that's why you want it, folks. But this one is going to taste good. I guarantee a good draw, and it's eight dollars. So, you can buy the forbidden fruit yeah. and be an idiot, <laughs> or you could buy value uh, and, and buy the Rhapsody with Jose Dominguez. Absolutely. Now, are you from Cuba? No, so I'm Dominican. Dominican? Yes. Uh, well, I know just spending two days with you, you've been smoking not only your own cigars, but you smoke everything. Yes, I do. And what's your feeling of Cuban cigars? The, the taste and quality and if it's done right, it tastes very good. Okay. A good a good Cuban cigar is a good Cuban cigar. Yes. And I like them if they're
2: well made and the tobacco is well aged, it will taste the best cigar in the world. But But they don't do that right. <laughs> they don't but
8: do that. But they it. don't do that.
3: No, they don't do that. Yeah. But. That is that is the problem. And uh um we, we, we had a conversation uh, yesterday, too, that, you know, I, I've been in the business now 26 years. Uh, I remember cigars uh, before I even got in the business smoking cigars. And uh, as the cigar boom went on and the quality dropped off of, of cigars, and then when the boom got over, everybody could slow down and start paying attention to what they were doing. And now, cigars today. Tell me about cigars today. I told you yesterday that...
2: Today's days, you got better quality leaves. People have learned to really grow tobacco. Today, you have the best quality tobacco in a cigar ever. Ever. Is- and the more variety of tobacco, everybody grows tobacco everywhere now. So you're able to blend more cigars. And cigar is all about blending. Mixing different tobaccos, combine them. A great that's what chef. makes. That's exactly that's what makes the soup to taste good, you know. Right. All the seasoning. That's the same thing with tobacco.
3: Now this this shade one we're we're smoking. Oh no, the Maduro. When well, we're gonna get into the Maduro next. This is the one that you were explaining the the blend to me, which was seven kind of tobaccos in the cigar. In the in the Maduro version. So this is very very complex. I smoked this one yesterday. Uh, I I found it to be very very full bodied myself. But you guys are calling it medium to full or something. I I thought it was really up there, especially at the very beginning of it. Then I was like, okay, I'm okay with the cigar. And then as I smoked it a little longer, I got into the middle of the cigar. I go, wow, it's very full-bodied again. (laughs) We double bind that cigar.
2: Okay, double binder. Yes. That means we combine a seco leaf with a ligero leaf to give the different taste. We start light, and then the... Second part of the binder gets stronger as it as it draws in, so that was a combination to be done that way specifically.
3: Very very unique Maduro cigar. So uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I hate to even put this down, but I'm gonna put it down and I'm gonna light up the Maduro right now. Very very interesting cigar.
0: I'll join you. And as you do that, by the way, I think Jose should do some voiceover work for us. He's got some pipes, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sound of his voice. Yes.
3: <laughs> From all that cigar smoking. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so born in the Dominican Republic, you lived for a little while in, in the United States. Yeah, I was, I was um, educated here,
2: and then I went back to the Dominican, and I graduated as a veterinarian doctor. Yes, which a doctor, veterinarian. Yes, and then um, I got into the tobacco business later on, and um, I've been in the business for 17 years now. You love it. I love it. Every part of it, I love it. I love the the process of fermentation, seeing the tobacco, tasting it raw, and letting it cure. How it changes, how it transforms the sugar. I mean, the oils into sugar. You know, that's what really happens in the fermentation process. And giving, bringing up of that sweet taste to the to the leaf. Now, your family
3: was in another agricultural business.
2: Yeah, we we did. Uh, My father did all kind of things. Uh, We did uh, coffee, Coffee. big coffee processing plants, up to the point of um, not roasting it, you know, but just processing coffee from the from the country all the way to the process of exportation. And uh, we also
3: raised pigs, cattle, chicken. And so you learned how to fix. uh, There you go. I got a broken lighter. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, you learned how to take care of the animals <laughs> Now, uh, I don't know if you were hearing, Chuck You were busy uh, uh, we were talking All kinds of different stuff Not just cigars and stuff Yeah, thought, raising a farm and the coffee and- Yeah, but um, a mule If you get a donkey yeah. And you get a horse all right. You generate a mule You generate a mule That's how you get a mule for real? Yeah. Okay. That's how a mule comes, right? So a donkey and a horse the generates a mule. It's a hybrid. So now you got a mule, a girl mule. Now you you did it again. You got a boy mule. The boy and girl mule can't make a mule. What do they make?
2: No. Nothing. It, it doesn't reproduce because hybrid it doesn't reproduce. Really? No. So a hybrid doesn't reproduce. No. Same thing with the 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 leaves. Same as tobacco. Certain, certain
3: tobaccos can't reproduce. The how sea come dogs, dogs can't?
0: It. Think about dogs. Dogs are mutts. You're a vet, right? Yes. So how come dogs can reproduce if they're kind of a hybrid? Yeah, but they're they're
2: all dogs. They're all dogs. They're not different species. Okay. You know? so, so, is so the donkey not same species. donkey like... and the horse is not the same thing. Okay. So that you create a hybrid out of them. I'm
3: very fascinated there's, by this. There's, there's a joke here, a shih tzu and a something. I can't, <laughs> yeah. think, I, th- I can't think of what it is, but there is a joke here. <laughs> But there may be a certain dog. You mix a poodle with a such and such, and it makes a such and such. <laughs> right, right. And if you have two of those such and such, they can't make one of those. No, in the, in the dog,
2: in all the dogs. All dogs can do it. Yes, you can breed them, and they can
3: continue becoming
2: themselves. All right. So, so I, a chicken and a hen and a rooster. A chicken and a rooster will produce chickens that will always be fertile. But if you generate a pheasant and a chicken, it will give you a hybrid. If you do a guinea, do, guinea hen with a chicken, it will generate a hybrid also. My father used to do it all the time <laughs> in the past.
3: It is to, interesting, isn't
2: it? It's it has like,
8: nothing
3: to do with cigars, but well, it's very interesting. Trying to but, it, a, but you know how it happened, because its it has to do with tobacco. Certain tobacco plants, that's how it happened. Yes, and for
2: example, I know that there is a company, a very big company in Ecuador, that has a laboratory of generating seeds, hybrid seeds. You plant them the seeds don't germinate. The seeds make a plant. They the, Okay, they make a hybrid seed from two different varieties. Okay. Okay, and then they generate a seed that will germinate, but that seed, the seed of that plant will
3: not germinate. In other words, it will make a plant, but you can't take seeds from that and do anything with it. Oh, exactly. So it's one time you can yes, use it. Yes, correct. Wow. That's the end of it.
2: Yeah, that's why we were talking about the mules. So then you tell the right. the All right,
4: the dots. <laughs> yeah. I'm
3: picking a bulldog and a shih tzu. I don't know.
9: Yeah, yeah. Is, right, right. That's it. That's it. I've
3: mixed a bulldog and a. You know, you, you. That probably doesn't translate, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing? No? <laughs>
8: uh,
3: that's it. Welcome to the Cigar Authority, everybody. That's fascinating yeah. stuff, though. That is truly fascinating. So, I mean. You're not the, the average cigar maker. You're not the average blender because you go really over the top and, and, and go deep into the the plant and the and the seed and you know and that's why you get something as, as complex as, the, as, as Maduro. We, both cigars are very unique in its own way. You're talking about um, in almost all U.S. made it was, Connecticut shade cigar. It, it, was,
2: it was the idea to make an all-American cigar, but the the wrapper, the, the, the U.S. wrapper has too much problem with blue mold and the quality of the wrapper sometimes has come down. So it's hard to get sometimes the wrapper quality that you want. Yeah. So that's why I ended up putting an Ecuadorian wrapper on it to make sure that we get consistent wrapper looks. You know, All wrapper, whether they're
3: ugly or beautiful, they taste good. You know, it's just the, the appearance, Right. you know. But as a retailer, I need to sell cigars to the consumer. And the consumer, not smoking the cigar before, and I've I've studied and watched the consumer, mm-hmm. and they come in, and like anything else, like a woman, like anything, the first thing that brings you to it is the beauty the of it. Appearance. Yeah, yes. so the appearance is the first part to end up selling. At that point, now it's about the cigar. Yes. But I need to sell the thing first, so the appearance has to end has up to looking be, good, yeah. the packaging, all the stuff that goes along with it. That has nothing to do with the taste of the cigar. I have tasted from you... Some ugly cigars yes. at the factory. Absolutely delicious. The most delicious, ugly looking cigar you ever smoked. Good for a blind man. He would enjoy the cigar. Yes. But it's ugly but also delicious, you know? Yeah. And maybe it's the certain outside wrapper that tastes so great but looks veiny and looks um, rough rough, yeah. Because
2: we we roll it with our molds. Okay. And we call those cigars little dogs in the Dominican because they're ugly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's how they call it, peritos. Peritos, ugly dogs. Yeah. And and absolutely delicious stuff. So, uh, I'm, I yeah. I
0: gotta think there's a market there. I don't know. Oh yeah. Like a niche market. You Is know? there a
3: market? I'm I'm saying this because there's not only a market, but we're having something. I'm making something with you with this yes. ugly delicious yeah. cigar. Yeah, it's just out of
0: curiosity, right? I mean, and if the flavor's there, forget about it.
3: The flavor was absolutely delicious, but the cigar just didn't look good at all. But You, <laughs> you, you, were,
2: know, you were concerned
3: about the appearance. Right. Um, I'm looking, I'm saying it's really ugly, and I'm, and I'm smoking, and now we start what? talking, and I don't pay attention. I go, this cigar is absolutely delicious. And then you look at it again and say, man, that's ugly. But, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, what can we do about that? There's nothing you can do about it, because if you over cover it with a beautiful wrap, but now you change, change the whole, face. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So you can't. So we got to figure a marketing way of what to do this, and we played around a little bit. I've been bending your ear now two days, yes. loving it. There's something there. Oh, this is my, this is my Super Bowl. This with with you. Yes. I've Thank been loving you. this, by the way, loving it. I have been loving it too with you. Good, good. So uh, with Jose Dominguez, your company, your factory, what's the future?
2: Well, we just tend to make good cigar for the good value. I don't want it going beyond where people feel that I'm not giving them what they pay for. I want to make every consumer happy. When they put a cigar in their mouth, and look at the value they're getting for the cigar, that will make me happy. And that they get a great
3: value, a great cigar for a great value. Well, no doubt about it. We're getting it with Jose Dominguez. I certainly am getting it with with the sauce armor you make for me. Look at this. you bringing it right down to the knob. It's yes, delicious,
2: right? It's delicious. That's right. So, <laughs> if it wouldn't be good, I would
3: put her away. Right. When they're no good, halfway through, I just let go. That's it. I suffer through a bad cigar. Life's too short to smoke lousy cigars, folks. It's It's been my pleasure, Jose. My pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for coming, spending time with us. And I look no, the, for a big the, future with the us. pleasure
2: is mine being here with you.
3: I really have fun. <laughs> This is one of the most fun days that I have in my life. Beautiful. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you so so much. And uh, believe me, you're going to hear lots of Jose Dominguez, lots in the future. This guy is the man. This is the man. We have him here. And, you, folks, you, you, you may not know the name, but you will, I promise you. Jose Dominguez is is going to be the icon in this industry. So we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about third-hand smoke, the most ridiculous story uh, I've ever heard from the Huffington Post. Um, we've lost an icon in the industry. We'll tell you about that. Lots of events, promotions, and things coming up. So stick around, everybody. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network.
0: Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs looking to grow your business or increase sales. Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England and across the globe via podcast and live video stream. Team up with The Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603-630-8041. That's 603-630-8041. Or send us an email at ads at thecigarauthority.com. Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes your product
3: or service. True or false? You don't have to spend a lot for a great cigar. True! Well, it's not true anymore thanks to Dos Ombre cigars. For over 20 years now, Dos Ombre has been the best bang for your buck brand, period. And with Dos Ombre, there's something for everyone. Try the mild white-banded Dos Ombre Dominican or the fuller-body green-banded Dos Ombre Nicaraguan. Or how about the red-banded Dos Ombre Honduran, available in natural or deep dark Maduro. Now with sizes for everyone, there's something for everyone. Handmade, long-filled, premium cigars in cost-saving bundles because you can't smoke the box. Dos Ombre, the best bang-for-your-buck premium cigar, period. Now available in flavors. Try Dos Ombre flavors for something sweet.
6: Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small intimate gathering or a huge 4000 person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at info@mrjonathanismydj.com or call me at 603 475-1391 That's 603-475-1391 The back of the box is where all the bull goes.
9: But in this case, there's no box. It's a bundle. A bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band, no fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. Because that costs money. And Desperado cigars are about saving you money. These are not first quality cigars, not seamless, not perfect, or spectacular in any way. They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money. They'll smoke pretty well. And they are so affordable, it wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado.
10: Streaming online at 1510thezone.com. WWZN Boston. This
0: is the Cigar Authority. Go, Terry. Go! The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. You going to see some serious <laughs> <laughs> oh,
8: no. oh,
0: With your
1: host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan.
0: Mr. Jonathan kind of a big deal. People know me.
1: It's time
0: for the Cigar Authority. Well, look at what we have here. This is
8: a big
3: one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? Oh yeah, it's Labor Day weekend here in Salem, New Hampshire We are live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire with a Jose Dominguez event If you want to come down and meet Jose, it's easy to do Take Route 93, Exit 1, come to the end of the exit Take a right, we're about one mile down on the right Just follow the police cruisers, you'll see them all over the place (laughs) Something's going on out there Anyway, come on down, say hi, Uh, meet Jose Dominguez I'm telling you, this guy's going to be something He's been around and... uh, Boy, he knows his stuff, he loves his stuff, and uh, it's just an honor to have him here, and I've enjoyed two days, wonderful days, of talk and shop with him, and I've 26 years in the business, I call myself the Cigar Authority, it's a a bit much, but anyway, just the name of the show, Um, I learned so much, I've been in the business so long, you think you know it all, I know nothing, this guy knows his stuff, and I've... (laughs) Just amazing. And, and I'm going to taste cigars differently. I swear. I'm going to taste uh, those Coronas. And uh, we got to do that. With I the, love that yeah. concept. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's so much. And tasting cigars. He, you know, I want you to try this. And with we, was not just smoking his cigars. We have smoked. I've been chain smoking for two days. And, uh, oh, I want you to taste this and this cigar and all these different things. He makes lots of cigars. You're looking on the shelf and, and you don't know them, but. He's making a lot of stuff out there, you know, for, for him to make the millions and millions of cigars he's making. Um, he, he's making a lot of stuff that's out there and a lot of stuff priced a lot higher. Mm. So, uh, it, boy, talk about finding the right guy for that Dos Ombre. Yeah, it, man. It, it's cool. So what do you think of the uh, the um, Maduro here? It's, uh, it's a bit strong for me. Yeah? It's, it's up there heavy. Uh, it, it's starting to calm down a little, but you're going to notice when we get a little further down, it's going to build up into that. Uh, strong the way it started. No,
0: I, I'd put it at a medium right now for me. I like it a lot actually. Yeah. I like this a lot. I like it more than the natural myself. I guess maybe I'm developing more into that medium to full-bodied cigar smoker. Good. Yeah, you so. growing up. Maybe,
3: but we'll see. I mean, I'm only uh, a third into the stick here, so right, it's a slow burner. Uh, very, very nice, though. Well constructed. It's beautiful. Hello to the four stations picking us up on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston, WGHM 900 The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire, WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island, and WGAM. ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire, also picking us up. If you want to see this mess, go on to uh, streaming on Ustream.tv, or you can just go on to the Cigar Authority, and you'll see a button there, uh, listen live or watch live, I believe it says, or podcast it. You can go listen to any of these shows. We've been on a little over a year now. Any of the old shows are there at your convenience on the CigarAuthority.com or podcast.beam, or even iTunes. Get iTunes, yeah. iTunes and download it on iTunes. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go uh, smoke this Maduro. Uh, and if time uh, allows, uh, I think we fire up maybe the small Rhapsody or something, get into that, which is a combination of the natural and Maduro at the same time. So it's like the ice cream you get. the na- You get the vanilla, the chocolate swirl, or you get the mix with yeah. the two things, and here it is with the Rhapsody. But not only the mixture of the two blends, but it's also the artist work that into this beautiful cigar that literally they can make about 35 cigars a day, a single person, from 400 to 35. Unbelievable. So and If you
0: the- just look at the packaging, Dave, if you were to play a game, guess the price. Right, right. I don't think anyone, anyone would guess correctly.
3: $8. No, I mean it's... He was making no money on it. He's showing off. Pretty interesting tactic, you know, show what you can do and everybody to buy it. But if you're looking at you had to buy somebody a special gift, you get the mailman a cigar or your next door neighbor or something like that. I need a special cigar for a guy. I can't spend a lot of money or something. Holy God, you give this to somebody, they're not going to figure you spend eight bucks. No, no, you got to You got to imagine $30 cigar Mm. at least. And it's $8. So it's incredible. It's called Rhapsody. Jose Dominguez Rhapsody. Uh, Check it out, look for it, uh, go to your, uh, wherever you're listening, go to your local cigar store, ask for it. It's a work of art and uh, a great cigar. I've had it before. Um, The man is doing it. The man is doing it for sure. A little sad news. Edgar M. M. Coleman Sr., Um, he uh, is the uh, guy that brought the brand Macanudo to uh, in the 60s, to uh, the top of premium cigars. He created premium cigars for the most part, has passed away this week uh-huh. at the age of 93. Um, known as Senior, um, I've known Edgar for many, many years myself. Uh, he was my closest and dearest billionaire friend, maybe my only billionaire friend. But uh, I'll tell you, uh, I want to talk about him for a little bit. Uh, Edgar Coleman owned General Cigar and um he would um i remember starting out in the cigar business and going to the trade show and uh i didn't know a lot of people and uh i'm trying to get known out there and trying to um build a business and and get to know the cigar manufacturers and things like that and i would go up to him he'd be at the trade show he'd be sitting in the chair and uh I'd, I'd excuse myself to, and go up to him and say, uh, Mr. Cullman, I just wanted to come by and say hello and extend my hand to him. And he'd pull his glasses down a little and say, Mr. Cullman, he says, it's Edgar, David. Wow. And he would say my name. And my eyes would pop out of my head that he knew who I was. This is the, the owner of General Cigar, the biggest cigar company in the world, and he knew who I was. And he didn't want me to call him Mr. Mr. Coleman. He wanted me to call him Edgar. A lot of people called him Senior because his son was Edgar. Junior, he was Senior. I always called him Edgar. And um, we got to be friends. And he would come up every other year into this area. Um, Harvard would be playing Yale in football. He was from Yale. His son went to Harvard. And um, when they, they would go to the game every year wherever it would be. So he'd come the night before and come to see the store and, and hang out with me for a little bit and take me out to dinner. Uh, one time we're going to dinner, and uh, he says, oh, Drug Store." He says, can you pull over in- into Oscar Drug? I said, sure. He was an old guy then, you know, 93 years old now that he just passed away. So maybe he has to go and get some medicine or what he has to do. I said, you all set? And he says, yeah. I said, I'll go in with you. Come on. So I went in, and, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know what he wants to go to. Is he going to go back yeah, at the thing? Yeah, prescriptions or something. So he walks in and he goes over to the cigar department where they got the cigars set up, and he looks and he sees the Macanudo tin that's there. They sell the little tins of ten of Macanudo. Sure. He says, "Okay, I'm all set. Let's go." We get in the car and I said, "Uh, "What are you looking at?" He says, "I just want to make sure they had the tins on display." The guy is a billionaire. Is that Macanudo? Just we're just driving by. I gotta stop in and look. And he had to look, and he had to see, and I said, wow. See, that's why he's a billionaire right there. Holy God. So I would pick his brain. He would tell fantastic stories. Uh, he was an ice fisherman, and he traveled the world. He had his own private jet. He would fly down here and come and see me. And, you know, i say, you got to go to Logan Airport. And he says, no. And you know, not show off to it or something. No, I'm all set, because this jet's just waiting for him. It's running. And then he would ask you for the Grey Poupon. Right, right. <laughs> and... Uh, so one of the things I asked of him is, I said, uh, everybody says the first million is the toughest to make. I haven't got there yet. And uh, how did it happen for you? How did you make your first million? He said, uh, I had a little pharmaceutical company. He said, one product. And he says, I, uh, I was invited to dinner at some fancy place that he always wanted to eat at. And he said, they said they wanted to meet with me there. And he says, I was excited because I was going to have a meal at this place. I was dying to try. Uh, I don't remember what the place was. So uh, he said, I was very excited to... Good. All righty. He said, uh, I want to... uh, I wanted to try the thing, and I'll hear what these guys are trying to sell me or whatever's going on. Yeah. So he goes there, and they order their drinks. They order their meal. And he says, uh, the the guy that's... Invited up there, said, um, you have a pharmaceutical company. He says, well, I have a pharmaceutical I have one item. Yeah. And he says, what would it take to buy that from you? Jokingly, he said, you want to buy the company from me? He didn't want to sell it. You want to buy the company from me? A million dollars. They said, done. And they got up. <laughs> and he said, that's it? And they said, we'll work on the papers right away? And get it to you. It's done. They shook hands. He's bug-eyed looking at them. And um, he says, well, do I get to have my meal? And they said, sure. It's all set. It's all paid. You're all set. We're leaving. He had to eat by himself. Wow. And they bought the company. And that was it. And the item, the pharmaceutical item, was Xlax. X-Lax. Why do I know that name? What is X-Lax? Is that when like you a, have to go to the
0: bathroom. Yeah, like a laxative. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. a little
3: chocolate laxative. It was like a little thing. And he owned it, and that was his first mill. What was his. Do you know what he uh, studied in college at Yale? I don't. Be curious to find that out. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, remarkable guy. And um, he got into the tobacco fields of Connecticut. Mm. That's him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cullman brothers. Uh, all the Bonds. You see with the beak the big C's on them sure, and stuff, so sure. he did Connecticut Shade, he opened up the factory in Jamaica, where Macanudo became Macanudo, and uh, really took that company into uh, huge things oh. by having Partagas and Cohiba, and he built a company unbelievable, then he acquired a company called Villazon, which was Punch in Hue de Monterrey, he bought the company El Credito, which was Gloria Cubana, and built a monster company, and... Um, ended up selling a portion of it to a company called Swedish Match, who later, um, a European giant company who later took the opportunity because in the thing were clauses of first refusal rights and whatever. Sure, sure. They ended up buying the company from him, which he was sad to let go. He didn't want to, uh, but it was part of the thing, and that was it. Uh, so he ended up selling out. This might have been not even ten years ago, uh, maybe seven years or so Recent, ago. yeah. And uh, he was sad to let it go. He didn't want it. He loved the business. And um, there was word that he may come back out at at that point, you know, close to 90 years old. So it it, it never happened. But not only was he highly successful and highly wealthy, his wife is the heir to Bloomingdale's. Oh, my God. So you're talking about super, super wealthy, super. But if he was here right now... Mm. We would have the most enjoyable talk to him because you would never know it. He was a regular guy. We went to a, went to dinner. It's a Lanham Club here in uh, Andover, and we had dinner. And somebody had told me a group of guys were upstairs on the second floor, and they were having a little cigar get together. So I told him during dinner this was going on. He said, "Beautiful, go out into the car, grab a box of cigars." So okay. We grab a box of cigars. He says, let's go upstairs and say hi to the guys up there. We went upstairs, gave everybody a cigar. He shook everybody's hand. He says, I want you to try my cigar, whatever it was. And this was, again, he he doesn't need the sale. He doesn't need the no, thing. No. but Just a great, great guy. And um, this is the cigar business. Yeah, you know, this, this is... Just another part of it, and I'll never forget the guy. One, one other story. I, I could tell you a million stories on him, but he came up here in, in my office upstairs. Um, I sit at the desk. He's sitting right across from me, which is where, where you usually sit when you come up to see me, right? He's sitting there, and we're, we're, we're talking, and uh, he says, uh, David, I'm very, very uncomfortable here. And I said, what's the matter? What do you need? And he says, I'm just not comfortable. I said, you need a different chair? Or you need something to drink? What's the matter? Temperature wrong, what's the matter? He says, it's just not right. I'm not comfortable here. I said, well, what do you want to do? He says, I want to sit there. And he points at me. At your chair. He says, I'm supposed to sit there, and you're supposed to sit here. So I said, come sit here. So we do the musical chairs thing. We switch (laughs) off, and he sits in the chair. He leans back at the chair. He says, now this is living. This is where I belong. I said, buy it. No, 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 I would (laughs) never do that. He said, I sell to you, and you sell to customers. you sell to people. I would never do that, he says, but this is nice. Mm. He was all happy sitting behind the desk. He wanted to drive a driver's seat. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wanted to be in the driver's seat type of feel or whatever it was. There was just so many Edgar Coleman and things that happened over the years and stuff. And just, again, a great guy. Um, I understand that he went peacefully. His whole family was with him. Everything was good as he deserved. 93 years Unbelievable. Of, I mean, that's- of, freaking awesome yeah. right there he's he, just a wonderful wonderful guy and, and my condolences to to his family i know his son i know his grandson dave dave danzinger who loved him also and would go around with him and uh just uh, a guy that'll be missed and what a wonderful business this is because you meet people like this and it's just just awesome i don't know what more to say but edgar coleman senior rest in peace my friend good man uh good person and uh, like I say you you would never know what he had and uh, from what I understand a very charitable guy again that nobody knows what he gives and into what everything it's it's not about anything yeah. besides uh, being being a, being a good person yeah so wonderful wonderful guy so that's Edgar Kalman dying at 93 um, Not dying, but retiring. We have a lot of people retiring from this business. There's changes going on. This is the time of year where you see something like that. Um, TAA, an organization called the Tobacco Association of America, it's a small group of maybe 50 stores, I would say. I'm part of the organization. Um, We meet once a year and get together and talk shop and, and come up with strategy to make ourselves better retailers and things like that. Uh, Ted Clark was head of that organization for 20 years. Uh, He has announced his retirement this week. Uh, Who will replace him? I don't know. It will be interesting. Hopefully the next person will take it to another level. It's a good organization I'm proud to be part of. Uh, But, Ted Clark, uh, thank you for your great service uh, over all these years, and uh, you will certainly be missed and uh, appreciated for what you did. Also retiring um, is Joe Rowe. He's the executive director of the IPCPR, the big organization that we just came from, the trade show. His replacement, which I was honored to be part of the search committee to find, uh, Bill Spann. Uh, Bill uh, is a um, retired military man and uh, very active in politics, which unfortunately you need in this business nowadays because of everybody trying to stop us from enjoying our cigars Uh, At a crucial time, too, right now with the election on the rise. Right. Yeah. Right. So, uh, uh, Bill is taking uh, Joe Rowe's uh, job over. Joe uh, is here till the end of the year, and he's out. And uh, recently uh, just remarried, and a nice man and an asset to our industry. And uh, I consider a friend, uh, Joe Rowe, also, and he'll be missed. Uh, Retiring. uh, somebody you know, uh, we've had on the show a couple of times, um, Don DeCapit, who is the uh, national sales manager for the J.C. Newman Company, here in uh, the New England area. We had him on the show. We had a little birthday surprise for him, if you remember. I do remember that. Uh, Brick House, and he's also uh, handles all the Toro Fuente cigars and things like that. Don DeCapit, 62 years old, announced his retirement this week. Um, and they are looking for a replacement uh, for a New England sales rep for Arturo Fuente and J.C. Newman. This is the dream job for most of the cigar reps out there, I, I would imagine. Um, Everybody's going to be high demand. This this is a high demand. Everybody wants this job. Uh, Contact the people at JC Newman if you're if you're listening and interested in in a great position in the cigar industry, handling brands like Opus X, Toro Fuente, Brick House, and all the JC Newman great products that are out there, and the Newman Brothers. uh, You'll be working directly for them, which are the nicest people in the world. Um, You. you, uh, Again, everybody wants this job. I, I got to imagine it's going to go to somebody already in the industry that's going to move. When that happens, that means a replacement needs to be for that person, and things happen. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see how it turns out and stuff. But um, it, it's going to be a great position for somebody to take uh, Dawn's job. Dawn has been very active with us here in New Hampshire for the uh, canh okay. cigar association of new hampshire he goes to all our meetings he's with us um he, he lives in the area so uh and he's very active politically also uh i got a call from Don um the day before he made the uh announcement that he was going to retire and he said i you know i'm calling some key friends and i want to let them know first uh that i'm going to do this uh he's healthy everything's fine he's just uh his wife is already retired he says you know what I've heard, you know, a lot of people have died recently and stuff. And I'm going to enjoy my life. And not, not that I, I don't love this business. <clears throat> he says, as a matter of fact, why, another reason why I'm calling you, is I'm retiring from being a rep, but I would like to stay on with the Cigar Association in New Hampshire. That's awesome. And I said, wonderful. Of course, uh, we're honored to have you. And he, he's a good, good guy. And what a you know? As I'm telling you this, what what a wonderful business this is. So uh, dawn is out, and um, we look for his replacement, and what fun and games end up happening there. And whoever the replacement is. You get us, the two-guy smoke shop, because we're going to be in your uh, thing. And the next thing you know, you're going to be sitting in this chair. <laughs> I'm going to interview you and welcome you aboard into uh, into our industry, if, if you're new to the industry. i got to
0: tell you, Dave, too, you talk about just the integrity and the, and the, and the likeliness of, of everybody in, in the cigar industry. You really see that. And that was like one of the turn-ons for me last year going to the Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, was getting that personal interaction with all the reps and the manufacturers. It was such a cool experience. And talking to Havey, this morning, prior to setting up the show and everything, he was saying the same thing. What really set the uh, experience apart for him was the interactions. You know, oh, was the yeah. connections and the relationships that you make, and yep. it's
3: just everyone's just really cool. It's a relationship business. Some of the big, big companies, I don't think get it. Maybe they're starting to get it. I certainly hope they are starting to get it because that's what it is. I don't care what anybody says. This is a relationship business. It's a relationship for me and my customers. Yeah. It's a relationship for me and my suppliers, and it, it trickles down. Uh, you know, you're talking to, from the manufacturing point all the way down to the, to the end consumer. H- here we have uh, Jose Dominguez in here meeting the end user. Yeah. You know, so.
0: Where else do you see? You never see that. It's right. just
3: awesome. right. Um, uh, speaking of Fuente, uh, Don Decapa retiring from Fuente, uh, tobacco Era. Um, Fuente in the Dominican Republic. Um, early uh, last week, a fire burned down two large tobacco warehouses at the Fuente manufacturing plant in the Dominican Republic. Uh, they're the manufacturers of Opus X and Fuente cigars. The fire in Via Gonzalez, near the company's main office in Santiago, uh, completely destroyed the inventory of aged tobacco and possibly caused smoke damage to some other nearby storage facilities. Now, tobacco is a sponge, so if the smoke actually got in there, it's ruined the, it ruined the plant also. Um, we really don't know, they say, uh, how much tobacco was lost, said Carlos Fuente Jr., but a lot of tobacco. Uh, It includes bales of some irreplaceable tobacco that has been purchased in 1990 from Connecticut growers that have been harvested long ago. Um, It's so sad, you save it, you wait, and then it's gone. So uh, it's a a shame. Uh, The fire will force them to cut back production next year, possibly even for two years. The company uh, makes cigars, including Ashton and J.C. Newman brands, uh, which a lot of that Connecticut is used on. So we may see a shortage of Fuente-made products, including their own stuff, but including maybe uh, Ashton, maybe uh, J.C. Newman's. Uh, yeah, who knows. Um, so, hey, as a consumer, maybe stock up. Because uh, if, if those are your favorite cigars or something, uh, they're, they're announcing now they're going to cut back. Uh, this has happened to them before. Shortages of Fuente have happened many, many years, many, many times because of fires and things like that. Tobacco gets heated up automatically by laid on the polones piled up, it heats up, causes fires sometimes. Mm. Uh, when that happens, tobacco is lost and uh, production slows down. Um Production from 2011 is going to be in the range of, now we're talking about millions of cigars. Is another giant company out there, 22 to 23 million cigars they produce. Uh, what what I was most, it, it, the whole thing's a shame anyway. But the most sickening thing, and I don't know what they had planned, but next year, 2012 marks the hundredth anniversary of the company oh, wow. of uh, Fuente. So it's the 100th anniversary. You've got to imagine some of this special stuff was going to be for that. Yeah. And um, who knows? You know, I, I don't know what it was. It was there. Um, Carlos Fuente Jr., thanks God that everyone is okay and nobody was hurt, most importantly, uh, but hates to see all this hard work lost. <laughs> oh, little accident over here. Uh, something broke, but it's it's not a party until something breaks, right? <laughs> <laughs> Police outside. We're breaking glass. Yeah. It's a party, man. Here we go. And uh, that's that anyway. So, okay, uh, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk about up-and-coming shows, up-and-coming guests, lots of events and promotions coming up. we got to get into that third-hand smoking thing, uh, which is ridiculous, and uh, lots more. So stick around, everybody. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on The Cigar Authority Radio Network.
0: Flor de Lorraine. She came from the streets of Paris. Fleur de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French style and prestige. Fleur de Lorraine marries rare aged tobaccos in old world craftsmanship. Flor de Lorraine. Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity. For luxurious expression with no concession. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Fleur de Lorraine, now available in natural, or Maduro. Discover Fleur de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere. Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi. This is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com. And I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family. Until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life and I can get. I guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job
1: and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. I say, sir, enjoying a good cigar shouldn't cost you a fortune, And it doesn't have to when you light up a classic. Classic brand cigars are priced right, and there is a blend or size just right for you. Classic Connecticut is a mild and smooth smoke, while the Classic Maduro is deep, dark, and delicious. The Classic Cameroon has a hint of natural sweetness that will keep you coming back for more and more but it's the Classic Cuban that is bold and full-flavored, just like the Classic Cuban cigars from before the embargo. Every Classic blend is available in four Classic sizes, the Robust, Toro, Churchill, and Torpedo. But whichever one you choose, a Classic cigar will guarantee you a smooth and easy draw. Classic cigars. The name says it all, sir.
10: The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments, before you give up, ruin your good name, and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name Paul Antonelli, or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team go to thatshortsaleguy.com.
7: Please enjoy responsibly.
3: And we're back here live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Jose Dominguez Day here, Two Guys. If you want to come down and meet the legend, I'm telling you, this is the guy. He knows his stuff. Come on down. You want to learn about tobacco? You want to learn about cigars? Stop by Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Take exit one off Route 93. Come down about a mile. You can't miss us. Two Guys Smoke Shop and Jose Dominguez will be here till six o'clock. And he's got an unbelievable deal. We can't even tell you about on the radio. You gotta come down to see it. Great, great, unbelievable. His value of his cigars are great to begin with. This goes over the top. There's no doubt about it. So anyway, uh I want to bring up this ridiculous article you've heard about, uh, supposedly, cigar smoking is not good for you. I I can have this argument with you for years and years and go on, and uh, you'll lose that battle because I believe it's actually a good thing to have a a cigar or two a day, relax you, take the stress out of your life. It's a whole different thing than cigarettes. And then you hear secondhand smoke. There's been no proof ever of any danger or anybody having any harm ever. If, if, if you have it, please, I want to debate you. Please come on. Let's debate about it. Uh, call me up. Meet with me. Show me something that shows that secondhand smoke has harmed anybody ever, and there is no proof at all. If you think that's bad enough, the next thing is your nose knows the incredible threat of, get this, Third-hand smoke. Come on. on. Third-hand smoke. Uh, This is an article in the Huffington Post by Lynn Peoples. Uh, Before this week, employees in in Indiana University Health Medical Center were free to step off the no-smoking campus to light off. Uh, She goes on to say, Uh, Sure, coworkers and patients will will probably notice the telltale odor of smoking on clothes, skin, or breath, but they would do little uh, than plug their nose in defense. Well, get this, smoking fans. That all changed on Monday when the medical center upgraded its policy. Employees are now prohibited from smoking during the workday period. You can't go off campus and smoke and come back to work. During the workday, 9 to 5, there's no smoking even if you leave the premises on lunch. Nothing, because you'll bring back third-hand smoke with you. Is this ridiculous? The new rule is because of the dangers of, quote, third-hand smoke. What? spin? has been... The gases and particulars that cling to clothing, hair, and furniture, walls, and other surfaces. My God. Folks, it doesn't get any more ridiculous (laughs) than this. Um, Oh, my God. Describe Smoke you don't see, but your nose can tell it was there. The whacked out people believe. um, Now we've come to realize that these uh, particles and toxins can build up in the environment over time. What, a trillion years? You've got to be kidding me. The remains of sticky tar oils and waxy compounds are left to accumulate toxic layers onto toxic layers. So basically the buildup of giant reservoir of cancer-causing compounds on every surface. Folks, this is ridiculous, and I can't believe it went into print. In that rag, the Huffington Post. Yeah, exactly. According to a recent study led by um, George Matt of San Diego University, nicotine will persist in a house that was previously occupied by a smoker, even if the rooms are giving a fresh layer of paint, new carpeting, and standard cleaning. There's no end to them. I'm warning you folks, there's no end to this. And if that's the case, what about the toxic smells from fresh paint. Exactly. That they provide. Mm-hmm. So therefore you have to outlaw all paint. Because even after you paint it and it seems like the smell went away, it's the residue is left there, right? According
0: to their logic, yeah, that's yeah.
3: Waxy buildup they're talking about with smoking? What about the waxy buildup on candles? Sure. Good and call. worse than that, chemically scented candles. Mm-hmm. You think a strawberry candle has strawberries in it? No, it's a chemical burning, right, that leaves a residue. I actually lit my a candle once with a DuPont lighter. Uh, it's, it's a um, very expensive lighter out of France that's a um, flint lighter. Oh, yeah. I lit it with it, and later I was having trouble with the lighter. The only way to fix the lighter is to send it back to France. Very, very expensive process to do it, very expensive repair. You're talking about almost a $1,000 lighter. When they sent it back to me all fixed, they said, do not light candles with your lighter. I didn't tell them anything. Oh, my God. The residue from the wax of the candle went in and clogged the pores of the thing. I'm not asking for a ban of candles. I'm not asking for it. But maybe we should think of that. How about fingernail polish? Yeah, right? How about um, the girls that go to the fingernail places and the person that applying the fingernail polish on you is wearing a mask. Do you know why? But we're not going to outlaw that. We're going to outlaw smoking at lunch, outside, somewhere else, for you to come back. That's what we're going to outlaw. Antiperspirants. How about antiperspirants? Do so You put an underarm deodorant on there. What do you think the, 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 the smell is that covers up the smell? Yeah, yeah, chemical. It's a chemical. Let me tell you about this cigar that Jose Dominguez made that was smoking. Let me tell you the chemical compounds of what is in this, all the ingredients. I'm going to tell you all of them, and I'm going to list them alphabetically. Tobacco leaves, that's it. (laughs) That's the ingredients. Now, let's take the candle, for instance, and let's go through Uh the hundreds of chemicals and things that are put into that. I can't list them because I can't pronounce them. To be exactly, honest David. with you, you
0: know. And I... it, you know what else is baffles my mind right now is like this whole organic movement, which I'm a fan of. I support. You cannot get more organic no. than a cigar. You know, and, and and people that compare cigarettes in the same category of campus as a cigar are the most ignorant people I, I, I know. They don't they don't understand the difference. I mean, a cig- you talk about the chemicals and candles and stuff. Look at a cigarette. I mean, it's not even a tobacco yeah. product anymore. It's all
1: chemicals.
3: It's it's pure ignorance. And I say it in the nicest way I possibly can, but the word ignorant is is they don't understand. They don't understand what it is. And somebody that's a writer, a little research, you know, before you write an article, you're you're a professional writer for a major public... I mean, come on. (laughs) God almighty. Listen, folks, there is absolutely no evidence, no proof that anyone has ever negatively been affected by secondhand smoke. Never, ever. As far as thirdhand smoke... It's absolutely ridiculous. I'll fight it all the way to the, to the first-hand smoke when it comes to a, a premium cigar. You want to get into third-hand smoke. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and for this stuff to be allowed, it's wasting the times of our politicians. Listen, we got a lot of problems in this country, lots of trouble. We need attention to be brought on to all the troubles we're having. The, the People don't have jobs. The unemployment rate is crazy. The stock market is crashing. The world's coming to an end. And this is the crap that we're dealing with, third-hand smoke? It's absolutely ridiculous and it's got to be put an end to it and the, and the people that do stuff like this should be fined for even for even wasting the politicians time and government's time on crap like this. I'm holding back of, of swearing. I'm holding back. I w- I want to say some words I can't say on the air. It
0: boils the blood, it does. I mean think about a campfire, you know? Are they going to outlaw that next? <laughs>
3: And there's no end to these people. So uh, get your facts straight before you write an article, or don't write an article. Find another job, because there was no time and effort put into 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 writing the article, nor the doctor that, that did uh, attach their name to it. So it's, it's ridiculous and uh, just angers me. I know. I, know. I, I save it to the end, because I don't want to ruin the whole show and ruin my whole day, but <laughs> third-hand smoke. Anyway... <laughs> We got any birthdays out here today?
0: Oh, we got some birthdays, Dave.
3: Yeah? We got some birthdays, man. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Okay, today is uh, September 3rd. It is the 246th day of the year. And there is 119 days remaining till the end of the day. Chuck, I am no fan of the Zodiac at all.
8: <laughs>
3: I don't believe in it. I don't think there's any truth to it or anything. Well, until now. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was funny going through the birthdays and, and seeing who is celebrating their birthday, the exact same birthday. And all three of these monsters are celebrating their birthday on today, the September same 3rd, the same day. So, how weird is and this? And
0: geographically as well, there's a connection. Oh, really? I mean, oh. the Boston Strang. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, talk yeah. about them, but think about it.
3: Okay, geographically too. Minus a third one, but. Okay, you don't want your birthday to be September 3rd, <laughs> tied in with these people, but. Is your father's birthday? Today. And his brothers. You're kidding me? Are they twins? Oh, seven years apart. The mother and father only did it on a certain day. Let's do the math backwards. Is it possible? It's New Year's Eve. New Year's uh-huh. Eve. They did the deed. 7 for
8: yeah,
3: yeah. we got to get into that. We should have you on the show when you want to end up... Uh, Dumping the scoop onto the Cigar <laughs> Authority. We got, we got some Boston Strangler inside info. We can't tell the info, but someday we will. I'd say he did it. We got some real inside information. I'm telling you the real deal. We got some information. He, he, he described everything in such good detail. The year
11: 1962. The place, Boston, Massachusetts. The first known serial killer in American history was on the prowl. The city buckled under a frenzy of fear and paranoia.
3: That was a prelude into our man who you're talking about, the first guy. Born 1931 today, September 3rd, Albert DeSalvo, American serial killer accused of being the Boston Strangler. He died in 1973, supposedly murdered 13 people in the Boston area. DeSalvo was imprisoned for these murders. However, uh... But uh, he was brought in for rapes, actually. Yeah. But uh, it's always been a question whether or not he was... You ready? You ready to come on right now? Come on on. All right. Come on on. Breaking news? Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. We have with us Tom Troy. Tom Troy's father was an attorney. Hi, Tom. How are you, David? Good. Good 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 to see you, my friend. Tom's a great cigar smoker and a good friend here. For the cigar authority and two guys smoke shop, but uh, let's let's drop yeah, the yeah. you can
0: drop the music back there, buddy. You can drop down the uh, birthday music
3: because we may CNN may want to pick this up. Um, you know, you never know. Fox News wants to pick this up. Folks, pull to the side of the road. You want to hear this story. What do you got for us? Well, let me tell you. And how how do how do we know this? The way I know this is from my dad. Years
11: ago, he defended the Boston Strangler. Your father at, was Tom Troy, attorney. That's correct. Who no later passed away, but he, he, he was the defendant. passed away. Uh, he took over right after Effley uh, Bailey was fired. And he, I remember him telling me the story when I was younger. He said, Son, never forget this. He said, That's not the Boston Strangler. Wow. That's right. Not the Boston Strangler. The real Strangler is a man named George Nasa. That's right, David.
3: George Nasa. That's spell, correct. Spell that last name. No idea? No idea. N-A-S-S-A? But what I can tell you is. What do you got it? N-A-Z-E-R. N-A-Z-E-R? S-S-E-R. S-S-A-R. S-S-A-R. Okay. Whatever
11: way you spell it. Everybody's Googling right Whatever now. Whatever way you look at it, he's your real Strangler. As far as my dad's word is concerned, and that was like, his word was his bond. And he was the attorney of Albert DeSalvo? Not for a long period of time, because he went to the prison to visit him. And he decided to tell my father the truth. That he knew George Nassau from prison. And George told him the whole story of what went down. And Mr. DeSalvo, my father showed in court, had an extra chromosome. In his brain, and he had a photographic memory. And he told him details that only the Strangler would know. And as you know, he was never actually charged as the Strangler. He got killed before that. Mm. The next morning, there was supposed to be a big publicity thing where all the media was going to show up, and my father was going to announce he was representing Mr. Robert DeSalvo, And released the information that he was truly not the strangler. When this occurred, when the news of this occurred in the prison in, that night, how, uh, how, how possibly would it have happened that right. night? Right. Mr. DeSalvo was killed in the can. The can meaning prison. Yeah. And uh, the story never got out. But my dad never lied to me a day in his life, and he told me someday the truth will come out. Well, folks, if you believe me, the truth has come out right now. So uh, that's George, my story.
3: George Nassar. George
11: Nassar was the name he gave me. I'll never forget it as a little kid. And uh, I believe George was the guy that got, that shot a gas station attendant in his in his um, in his wife who was pregnant up on Route 125 in, uh, on the Andover-Lawrence line up there. Okay. And uh, that's what he went to jail for at the time, and Albert was in for a rape. Right. And Albert uh, did not want to uh, leave his family for so many years with, without supporting them, and they cut a deal where, listen, you can get the, the uh, rights to the book and the movie, and your family will have some money if you take the rap, and he agreed to do so.
3: But as they, just wanted to on, calm, they wanted to calm people down because they, they didn't have time. They wanted to
11: calm people down. There was hysteria everywhere. No one wanted to go out in the streets. And uh, this is the way it played out, according to my dad right. and what he told me. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, I believe it with my whole heart and soul. Now, we're Albert DeSalvo, in... on his birthday, I'm going to let you know yeah. that he was not the Boston Strangler. Now, who George Nasser? Where is he today? I believe he's probably still in prison uh, for other things that he's done. Hopefully, he's not out and come looking for me. <laughs> is, is, is he not? If he is, he better be a big boy because I am.
3: Right. It, it, <laughs> he's not dead. No, I don't believe he's dead. No. So the Boston Strangler is alive. That's what I say, folks. I go with what you say. I'm going to take his word.
11: You've never lied to me either. Never.
7: No so reason that, to.
11: So, But since I walked into the shop, I'm coming in to have a great cigar with my dear friend, Jose Domenez. And uh, he, by the way, talk about cigars and a cigar maker. This guy is fabulous. Right. Uh, I've actually been to the Dominican, visited his shop, and what, uh, what an operation he runs out there. Top-notch. Top-notch. That's why I came here today, folks, so to you, see what he's got here, and I'm and I'm so about you, to have a cigar with him.
3: So you walk in, and we happen to be mentioning the birthdays right now, and this That's is a right. surprise to me that you're saying what you're saying, but you come in, you hear Albert DeSalvo, your eyes light up, and I knew you had said something to me before. That's you know, right. this, There's a story to that with your dad, and all of a sudden, it's his birthday, you said, you know what?
11: Things happen for a reason. You and your zodiac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's,
3: you know, you know why I mentioned the zodiac because not only is today Albert DeSalvo's birthday, the zodiac. It is James Whitey Bulge's birthday today. Oh,
11: now. I'm not going to tell you any stories about him no, He's still but... around. No <laughs> <laughs> compassion.
10: His eyes that just would horrify
4: anybody. You could be six foot six, 360 pounds, the toughest guy I've seen. People almost go to the bathroom in their pants in his presence.
11: He was so scary. Oh, uh, he, he stabbed people, beat people in bats, he shot people, strangled people, run them over cars. You yourself said also that he liked killers so, so a yeah. lot. After he would kill somebody, he it was like a stress relief. You know, he'd be uh, nice and calm for a couple of weeks afterwards. Like he just got rid of all his stress by killing. Yes. Well, that's a bizarre way to get rid of stress.
3: James J. Bulger, Whitey Bulger, eighty-two today, former crime boss who led Winter Hill Gang, uh, based in Massachusetts, Winter Hill from Winter Hill, Somerville, where Two Guys Smoke Shops opened its first store, coincidentally 1985. In those days, I was selling cigars to these animals, not realizing that I was selling cigars to these animals, but who do you think was buying cigars in 1985? So uh, Whitey Bulger, 82, he's in the can right now, Uh, his brother Senator Billy Bulger, those that don't know the story of it, you have uh, the biggest monster in the world, the brother is a politician, he becomes the uh, Senate President, Uh, what a story, Um, pretty amazing stuff that ended up happening, and and there's there's books and there's movies all about it and stuff, Uh, uh, but an animal, Whitey Bulger, uh, still alive today. And uh, the third, the third person celebrating their birthday, uh, Whitey Bulger was 1929. Albert Desalvo was 1931. 1965. He's 46 years old right now. Charlie Sheen, 46. Time to grow up, Charlie Sheen. That's a potty animal. Yeah.
11: Radio say.
7: rants have people thinking Charlie Sheen is has got to be on drugs. Again. Sure.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I am on a drug. It's called Charlie Sheen. Um, it, uh,
2: it's not available because if you try it once, you will die. Your face will melt off and your children will weep over your exploded
3: body. Um, too much. Carlos Estevez. That's his real name. Yeah. His name is uh, Carlos Estevaz. He's the uh, youngest son to Martin Sheen. Uh, Charlie Sheen, 46 years old He acts like a teenager for sure uh, Two and a half men And uh, all the uh, movies he came out with All that stuff But isn't this weird that these three nuts Unbelievable uh, Even if uh, Albert DeSalvo isn't the Boston Strangler He was a nut mm-hmm. and, uh, well, he's
11: A rapist, that's for sure
3: Yeah, a rapist He's, he's a guy that um, agreed to uh, Being the Boston Strangler Even though he didn't do it So how crazy is that And uh, Whitey Bulger and Charlie Sheen, uh, three nuts, and uh, also celebrating their birthday September 3rd. How crazy is that? Well, you gave us the
11: scoop of a lifetime, I think. I hope I shed some light on the situation because I've been waiting a long time to tell that story. So what if somebody wants to talk to you about this? Do you want to talk to anybody about this? If someone wants to talk to me about it, I'd be glad to
3: so uh, how would they get a hold of you? they get a, a hold of me, uh, I would say, the best way would be through you, David. Okay. So uh, call Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And uh, if you want to talk to Tom Troy, if you're, if you're a um, newspaper columnist or uh, whatever, you want to get a hold of my buddy Tom Troy, call me and I'll set it up for you. I'll see what I can do anyway. So... Uh, Huge, Great to be here. Huge news. My hey, God. what the heck? Right? <laughs> the way it works. I'm glad it
11: broke on your radio station. Oh
3: my God! So we may have the real Boston Strangler out there in jail somewhere. I, there's a book. There's a movie. There's something going on here because because it, it's huge. Uh, one thing I want to mention is uh, next week. Next week we have the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival show taping. Uh, it will be uh, next week, which is the 10th, and uh, we've already taped the show. We have lots and lots of uh, uh, guests that are on that show it was a really good show uh, check it out. Um, on September 17th will be the next live show we do from Two Guys in Salem again. Mm. Uh, Jonathan Drew from Drew Estates, he's the creator of Acid Cigars, along with Liga Pavada and lots of other stuff. Uh, Jonathan will join us live here at Two Guys as we do a huge event. We got three 70-inch TVs to give away. Wow! We'll explain how that whole thing is going to go. It's going to be a unbelievable promotion. It's going to go on. One 70-inch TV will be Ralph will be uh, Given away at each store, uh, and it, it's going to be a lot of fun that we're going to have on there. We we're building the Cigar Authority for sure. We got lots of uh, promotions and events, and uh, uh, we're on a roll. It's it's going good. Uh, we just uh, captured the, the the real boss and strangler. I mean, we're, 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 we're doing uh, we're doing some crazy stuff around here. Um, what else do I want to say? Um, two guys anniversary party is uh, september 21st if you don't have a ticket to it it has long been sold out it sold out in 48 hours in back in may but the event is coming up september 21st uh, if you have a ticket great you're going to have an unbelievable time we're giving away a 1936 cadillac fleetwood limousine there's only three left in existence it is a um Virgin in any, every single way. I mean, this this car is really something to, to see. Um, I would say it's a $100,000 vehicle. Um, this thing belongs in the mob movies. It's fantastic looking. Uh, we're going to give it away that night. We're going to um, do the show live from the event, mm. but for a later taping, because it's a Wednesday night, and we'll show it later on, on uh, some Saturday show coming well, what up. What
0: that means, though, people can watch it live on Ustream. That's right. Yep. So It's a little inside knowledge here. If you want to get a behind-the-scenes live
3: view, check us out on you stream the date is the uh so the 21st yep. you can you can check out that show at 6 p.m uh Eastern. 5 p.m 5, 5 p.m, p.m. 5 p.m Eastern we'll go five to seven and then uh, all the people will be pouring in at that point it, it, we did it last year it was it was pr- the pretty cool because cool, those that, that know what's going on are going to be there for sure so hey absolutely awesome show High five, baby. There we go. (laughs) Awesome show. Uh, Jose Dominguez is here till 6 o'clock. Come on down and see him. We are at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Take exit one off Route 93. Come on down about a mile. You'll see Jose Dominguez and all the guys here. Hey, you meet Tom Troy, the guy that found the Boston Strangler. He's here, too. So we're having a party. Come on down. Thanks, everybody, for catching the Cigar Authority. We'll catch you next week. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1 off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire or find us on the web at twoguysmokeshop.com We ship cigars everywhere and single cigars too. Two Guys Smoke Shop, it's stogie heaven.
5: Have you been arguing with your wife about the smell of your cigar smoking? My name is John Sullivan. I can make all that go away with a revolutionary new product called the Oric ProShield Air Purifier from the Oric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is Mr. Jonathan. I used to get crap from the wife all the time about the smell of my
6: cigar smoking coming up from my studio, but that has all stopped since I got my Oric ProShield Air Purifier from the Oric Clean Home Center on Spitbrook Road in Nashua, New Hampshire.
5: Not only does the Oric Air purifier totally eliminate the smell of your cigars, but also dust and dander, bacteria and mold including sports and pollen. I'd like to invite you to come see it for yourself and let me personally show you how simple I can fix your problem. The Oreck Clean Home Center is located at 8 Spitbrook Road at the corner of the DW Highway in Nashua, New Hampshire, right across the street from Two Guys Smoke Shop. Visit
6: my friend John Sullivan in Nashua, New Hampshire.
5: Or call us at 603-595-2122. That's 603-595-2122. Oreck, simply amazing since 63.
0: Hey, Sammy B. here. Sammy B.'s Custom Carpentry. Foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B.'s Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American-made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting a job. And I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references. 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B.'s 603-553-2345. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from makingmountainsmove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion today. I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career That's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today head on over to makingmountainsmove.com And sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream It's time for you to make mountains move
6: hi I'm mr. Jonathan the owner and operator of mr. Jonathan is mr Jonathan is is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production we do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues boat cruises to theme parties whether you are planning a small intimate gathering or a huge 4000 person event we have a package to fit your needs shoot me an email at info at mr Jonathan is or call me at 603. 475 1391. That's 603 475 1391.